The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 308 on this uh what is it? Eighth day of June, 2023. Tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. And we are part of the Belly Up Network of shows. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all the great uh, articles and uh, podcasts at BellyUpSports.com today. Dave, I was uh, I was shocked today walking down the street and there was a guy wearing camouflage shorts. And every time I see a guy wearing camouflage, and I'm not besmirching anybody, but every time I see a person wearing camouflage camouflage of any kind shorts pants shirt i always in, in my own sarcastic uh head say i can't even see that guy what's your thoughts on camouflage do you do you own I, any i do not own a piece i don't think i've ever owned a piece in my life um my son has some camouflage shorts I my wife has some cargo pants but i myself because I need to be seen, right? So I don't want to blend in. Well, so, we're man of the people, Dave. We man of the people. We need to be seen out, out and about, uh, everything else. I think, and I, and I, I love that joke. I love that joke. I I've done it. it to, I've done it to complete strangers. I, got, I, I remember this one time. Me and a couple of buddies were on an elevator in a hotel. I, I forget. I have no idea where we were, and the fella on, and he was a little bit younger than us, but not too young. And he was wearing a camouflage shirt, like a T-shirt. And I was like, hey, "Dude, that hat's floating on your head! Like, where's your..." <laughs> and he didn't get it. And we were in a mood and just killing ourselves laughing. Yeah. So, I apologize to you, unknown individual, twenty-five. Years I mean, ago, I don't but... care. It's just one of those things that comes across my smartass mouth every once in a while. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I can't see you. All right, whatever. It's just one of those. It's just funny to me that you uh, you see that you laugh about camouflage. Like, who are you hiding from, man? Like, who are you yeah. hiding from? Well, it's a thing, and, you know, and I get it, and whatever. If it's comfortable, wear it, and if it's your thing, it's your thing. Yeah, I think the last time I had camouflage was, like, grade six or seven, because me and Dalton Smith and Lenny Melvin, and I can't remember who the other guy was, we used to go down to the down to the river bottom in Fort McLeod and play G.I. Joe, and what I don't know what was going on there. I don't know how I got involved in that that whole thing, but that that's the last time I think I wore camouflage, about 1985, I think it was. I, I do know that shit works because I have played paintball. Once again, that's been about 30 years. The last time I played paintball and I borrowed some camouflage. You can really hide that. That, that shit works. It's it, it, it camouflages you. I got, uh, I played paintball with an, an Anaimo Clipper. It was one of those team bonding things back in 93 or 94, 94. And we went and played paintball. And I, I was like, the, it, it was like, I got hit by hot, well, not hit by hockey pucks often. But getting hit by paintballs hurt a lot more than getting hit, hit by hockey pucks. It was awful. I haven't done this. Oh no, I loved it. I loved it. Like I'm a little bit of aggressive and 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 like gameplay and and 
I'm okay with it. I, <laughs> it does hurt though, <laughs> you know, cause they always said that the first time you play, how are you going to know if you're going to, if you got hit, you'll know, you'll know right? like, you'll someone know. always a first timer always says that if, how are you going to know? <laughs> Trust me. Dave, the big news of the week, I think it came out on Tuesday morning. I was sitting having a cup of coffee watching CNN, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I can't remember the talking head was on TV, the, the Live Golf Tour and the PGA Tour, they, uh, they're, they uh, for lack of a better term, the term they're using is merging. But uh, that it was something I did not expect. I kind of knew it was going to happen, but not this soon. I had an idea that there was going to be something going on because the money's involved that was going on. But this soon, how, how that live tour uh, has overtaken, it's, uh, it's actually, in my opinion, it is now the big boy of the PGA Tour and it runs the whole operation. I listened to a podcast where a guy broke it down and and, and I was shocked as well. I was dumbfounded. A deal that big with billions of dollars being invested, it's it's ridiculous. Um, how something this big can be, excuse me, can be kept hidden from from the public eye. Like it, it, it astounds me how this news didn't get out or was even a leak, and they was able to just Nothing. drop it. Which, which tells me there's a lot of details to be worked out, but to have a uh, an agreement in principle. I listened to a podcast. Um, I, I want to give credit to the the fellow, the Joe Pomp, I think it is. Yeah, the Joe Pomp show. Pomp, uh, and he broke it down. Um, well, he, like, as far as he could obviously discern himself. The Saudis are the sole investor, and it merges live, PGA, and the European Tour. And the PGA Tour gets to have the most votes. But the the chairman of the board is a Saudi, and the Saudi is the sole investor. So how do you think that? So how do you think that's going to work, right? So the Saudis are now making the rules because they're signing the checks. Whoever pays the fiddler picks the tune, man, and they're going to be picking the tune. No, it's unbelievable how that how this like a year ago to almost to the day when uh, I can't remember the, the Jack Rabbit's name from uh, the the. Uh, PGA tour, how he Monahan, Jay Monahan. Monahan. Sorry, yeah, I should I should have known that. I've said I wrote it a thousand down. times. Yeah. Jay Monahan, uh, a year ago today at the Canadian Open, uh, same same kind of thing. A year ago, he was uh, touting about the uh, the the live tour, how they were uh, the morality of the nine eleven and the Saudis. You shouldn't if you if you're going to be playing in the PGA tour, you don't got to check checking me out at the door where we're the best operation in golf law da, da 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 and then a year later he forgot every, he he literally forgot everything he said a year today to a point he just he didn't care what he said a year before and it to me it's a it was a bit off-putting like I, and i'm like i don't care like I, I don't care. Like when I watch golf, I don't know what the the political things are behind it. I don't. I never watched Live Tour at like for one second. I'm not going to lie to that. But for this this Monahan clown to uh, go behind the scenes and all the players to a man, they say they didn't know what was going on because the PGA guys they aren't part of a union or or a um, 
uh, players they found out on Twitter over players God's association. It, it, they, it, they found out on Twitter that the PGA or, or on ESP or, or on CNN or ESPN, they found out to, on, on Twitter that they were now part of the live tour basically. And it's a, it was a, it's a bad look for the PGA and it's a, it's a, it's a really bad look for all the, the high and finos and the high and high, high and high and mighties of the PGA tour. It's a bad look right now for the PGA tour. It's, it is, and it, you know, and, and it's just a bad look for, but it, bad luck. It's just, it's just reinforcing the point, right? Everybody has a price. How much? How much? Because apparently, the from what this fellow, this pod I listened to today, the the Saudi investment is three billion dollars. That's a serious chunk of change. And then um, the question that. The, it leaves me more questions than answers. Like this Monaghan, who does he act on behest? Who votes Nobody. him to the C- CEA, uh, CEO? How does he get to run this? Who hires him? Who fires him? Is he just, is he, did he have to bring this to a board of directors? Because, but then you bring that to the board of directors. It's not like a publicly traded stock. In fact, I think it might be like a charity that you can donate, but I don't know that. I don't I know that. I think it's a dot org. So it's a, it's a public, thing right like little like, yeah. little, like little league's a dot org same, same kind of deal yeah it's not the 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 purpose of the organization isn't to make money and and so which makes it probably non-taxable and and blah blah there's all these rules i'll never understand goodness to 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 see a check with that many zeros behind it it's i i'm, I'm assuming that's what these meetings were how much no, we're not for sale. How about this? No, I told you we're not for sale. How about this? Like that's that's all I can understand. Um, the, the the Saudis have did, uh, set aside so much money to diversify their economy, um, and I want to say three hundred and sixty billion dollars they've set aside to diverse their economy through sports, through tourism, through alternate energy, whatever. And they've given this one guy, like said, so they've, they, they, they're paying, um, not Messi, the other, uh, guy, the pretty boy, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, they're paying him. I, I want to say $200 million a year to play for a Saudi team. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like money has no bounds and, and, and where is enough money? And apparently the Saudis are going to find out what everybody's price is. And, and the thing is, is that th- like you, you hear about what happened with this, 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 this merger, alleged merger. I don't think it's a merger at all. It was a buyout. I think of what it was, is that there was, th- there was a, uh, a, some lawsuits are coming about and everything was going to happen. And the uh, PGA tour, uh, for non-disclosure agreements, everything else, the PGA Tour didn't have the money to to back th- their lawyers and have everything going on, and so now you had a situation where the the Saudi lawyers basically were better than the PGA lawyers and had more money and said, "Okay, we won't bring up what we're going to talk about. Here's what it is: we'll buy, we'll, we'll we'll pay for the whole thing, and we basically bought the PGA Tour. They they bought the PGA Tour." That's that's kind of the they made the PGA tour not have to worry about money and and like I said the the voting 
on the board is going to be predominantly PGA, but the one who signs the checks. And that's another thing. Like no other, if anyone wants to invest into this new unified tour, the Saudi sports engine, whatever the fuck they're called, they're allowed to match. Like they get right at first refusal. You want to buy in for another billion? Oh, no, here's a billion fuck off like so like they have sole control and it's written into the contract that they're the sole investors and the sole owners the saudi sports entertainment thing owns everything now we'll talk about we'll talk about players in half a second here but it's a I think it's a really bad look, and I, you, you see the social warriors on, on the Twitter machine and Facebook, wherever it might, might be. And I'll never watch this again. Well, you will. I mean, if you're a golf yeah. fan, you'll still watch golf. I, I'm a. I, I'll on Sunday afternoon, I'll watch golf. I'm sitting at home. The game's over. I'll put I'll put put the golf on. I could I could give a I I could give a fuck that who owns the PGA Tour. Cause it, a week ago, I didn't care. So why would I care now? I don't care. So these social justice warriors that uh, are saying I'll never watch again because I, I, uh, I, I believe in my 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 thought process, whatever it might be. But it, it's you, you see a guy like Roy McIlroy, Tiger Woods, who turned down a ton of money, a ton of money, that they have to be beyond pissed off that the way this turned out one year later. Oh. I, I'm assuming Rory McIlroy has had some sleepless nights because he's just wearing, he carried water for the PGA and he got in fights like with guys that are on the, on the live tour. Like he was the face of the PGA. I, the the first words out of my mouth, when I see that Monaghan guy, you owe me $500 million. You owe me $500 million. Like uh, uh, I'm a bigger name than than Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. I'm better than Phil Mickelson, not the same career, but I'm better than him now. And and you're gonna let all these motherfuckers who 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 took their blood money come back, and I said no to five hundred million dollars. You owe me five hundred million dollars, motherfucker. You you play Jamon and I'll play I'll, I will play Roy McIlroy. Um, who called the meeting? McElroy. Okay. So I'm coming to you? Yeah. Okay. I'm face-to-face or on the phone? Face-to-face. Okay. That was me knocking on your door. Hi. Do you want to come in or are we just outside? Because I, I don't think I want you in my house. Um. Do you want me to just stand in the door, Rory? What it, I, think I know you're... I think this is going to be pretty quick. I know you're mad at me, and you got to understand. I'm I, not mad, I, Jay. I'm I'm not mad. I'm absolutely 100% disgusted. I, I realize it looks a little bit bad on the PGA. A little bit right now, but you know when you when you see the good that we're going to do with this kind of money. No, no, um, no, no, Jay. You you've spoken enough. Um, let's go back a year. You told me that the going to live was a, a bad idea. The PGA Tour is going to survive. We're the best opportunity out there. And you you spouted off about 9-11 and the Saudis, how rotten a bunch of people they are. And you talked down to the guys who went. So now I'm out $500 million. What's 
what, do you want to come in? We, we if you want to sit down and it's going to be a long conversation. Obviously, do you want to come inside and talk to me because I cannot understand how you can do it in about face that quickly. Yeah, I'd like to come in. Can I? Can yeah, I sit, sit down? down? Sit down. Can I? Not in that chair, stuff? though. Okay, like at the kitchen table, or I think you'll stand because you won't be here long. Okay. Can Can I have something to drink? Nope. Okay. So, so, so Roy, you know what? You, you know how these things go in the press. You got to get your sound bites on, and you got to rally the troops. And and we were really in a fight for our lives in the PGA, and the sound were you were throwing so. Well, like I say, once 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 I can get people that uh, that once we have the PowerPoint presentation uh, properly prepared for the PGA members, um, I, I think you're going to come to our side and and understand why we we eventually took the Saudi Arabian money. So a year ago, you said I shouldn't take this money because everything was fine, and now a year later, when I could have played twenty four less times and made more money. Plus, I could have still played in majors, which was a lie a year ago. We said we couldn't. Now I'm the guy who's wearing this. $500 million. I'm fine. Look at my house. Look at my house, Jay. My house is nice. I hope you rot in hell. I hope you rot in hell because you lied to everybody. You lied to every single person that was part of this deal. And you knew this was happening. You knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to be, be a merger and you lied to every one of us. You didn't, you weren't, you didn't let us be involved in the negotiations. We're the players who make it. Yes. We're independent contractors. I get it. We don't have a union. We don't have a player association, but you lied to us a year ago and you're going to be floating out. You're probably making more money than I am. You sucker get the fuck out of my house i will roy and, and you know all i'm gonna say is did you see that fucking sled i just rolled in in i couldn't afford that last year i'm rocking a 100 million dollar bentley right now and i got a yacht and i'm gonna party with strippers and cocaine and fuck you guys too because the saudis are gonna pay for it all yeah that what else do you say like it's terrible it is terrible like how do you sleep at night like i i well on on, on a blanket uh stuffed with hundred dollar bills and you know and and, and the thing it, it, let, let's let's get away from the golfing day a little bit we talk about money and everything else a lot and it it it, it, it 100 goes to show 100 it shows that athletes mean nothing to these guys nothing nothing Absolutely not. And as I thought about this over the last couple of days, whether it be baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever it is, golf, fucking pickleball, the, the, the people who pay, it means these athletes mean absolutely nothing to these guys. So what is to prevent the top hundred players from going on strike? Bucket. We'll start our own tournament. Everybody chip in. Everybody like, well, I will just do like we all got thirty million bucks, like literally burning a hole in. Our well, pocket. I was talking with Deano back tonight. We, we're, we're having we're making making some food there, and I, I said, like, if I was Rory McIlroy, we could go back to the role play if you want. I would like tomorrow. He's supposed to tee off on the third, the first, the second round of the uh, the Canadian, Canadian Open. He go. You know what? I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm, I'm not no, playing like, anymore. Like what I would do is just like pull out of like like fulfill your obligations and your sponsors, but I'll just hit, have invitationals. The John Ron invitational. He'll pick a club, uh, a course. Everybody puts in two million bucks. Like, like you, you, you and think, then sell sponsorships and do that. And you, people are, you think about it. Like the, the the golf is a pretty elitist sport. We, we we know that guys who are members of courses there they pay hundreds of thousand dollars at some places. Some places are twenty grand. Some places are a thousand dollars. Whatever. Golf's in a, a very elitist sport. It is. Like let's not kid ourselves. If if Rory McIlroy right now, I don't know what his his uh, is his uh, net worth was not not his net worth, but his what his his uh, the, his he has to play a certain amount of games a match a year, right? So Probably, if he yeah. if he were to just go, I'll play I'll play the these five five tour tour events. I got to play Wh- no whoever his sponsors are, right? Whatever like I got to play yeah. here, here, here. I got to play the John Deere. I got to play at the fucking this one, that one, and the other. And after that, you know what? I'm going to have the Rory McIlroy Open. And I'm going to have these rich elitist motherfuckers, because there's lots of them who play golf, who who play 4,000 bucks a round at Pebble Beach, right? So, you know what? I'll let that guy play play for me at the Rory Rory McIlroy Open. And so now nobody's going to be watching the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour made a huge mistake, because I think these these other guys are going to be like, you know what? I'm out. Because now I hope so. Because now you have the live the live guys who are getting paid no matter what. Who are and there's a few guys obviously that 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 are the first tier guys, but you have a lot of like third and fourth tier guys who are not that good. So no one was no nobody was watching the live tour. Nobody. You had to go to the CW after All American to watch the live tour. The PGA made a huge mistake. I, I think so as well, but the, you know, money talks bullshit. Well, I, I think when we say the the Saudis have a, un, a a bottomless pit of money, they have a bottomless pit of money, and and until like when they're out there stroking checks, it it, it obviously makes people uh, rethink their moral um, compass outrage. Yes. So and it, then, is this a situation, Dave, where a week and a half from now, somebody else does something stupid because everybody does something stupid, no matter what in the sports world. A week and a half from now, nobody cares about it because somebody won the Canadian Open, someone won the U.S. Open, and nobody cares. It's going to go away. Yeah, and then, so, you know, and right? that's something that, I, yeah, like, well, because it's just going to go on because people are going to want to watch golf. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, like you, you want to see the best players. Like Kekka is obviously one of the best players. Rom's one of the uh, best players. Um, uh, not Fat Reed. I, Patrick, I, I hope I never have to ever see that pudgy bitch again. I can't stand that guy. There's few athletes I hate more than Patrick Reed. Um, but where was I going with my point? Um, you you want to see best on best competition, and that's just as a sports fan. And so, even though I, 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 I think uh, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, pressure makes time. The, the thing about golf is, is that, like, it, like when, when Tiger was winning every week, you, you would tune into Tiger because, like, he's going to do it again, do it again. But nothing draws a crowd like a crowd when you get a guy like. John Daly circa 1993 when he won the, the, the PGA championship and, and you, you tuned in and you tuned in. Do, does anybody care if fucking uh, Dustin Johnson's winning another tournament? 
Yeah, right on. Right. He like, doesn't. He doesn't draw eyeballs, but I can understand. But you know what I'm like, getting at? Like, like when, when the underdog comes out of nowhere and he has a chance to win, he's in the final pairing and he's got a shot to win something. You're like, hey, that's pretty neat. Like, it's pretty know. neat, but it, it doesn't draw eyeballs. When you know, and now this might draw eyeballs for a year or two, right? If you're if Rory's going to be in a group with with Kep, Kepka or Mickelson or um. One, one on it or DJ, it doesn't really matter, right? There's going to be some some angst there. There's going to be a little bit of skin in the game. They mentioned the one article I read. They're going to try and maintain this team concept that Liv is trying to pull. Ridiculous. I, I don't get that. Golf is not a team sport. I get it. They do it in the NCAA for different schools and what have you like that. But that's a completely different animal. The the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup, those are different animals. They're one-offs, one a year. And and you're never going to – you can't replicate team play the way the Ryder Cup is a team sport because it's different formats, different days ending with the one-on-ones, right? And, and you can't ever replicate that kind of thing on – on on a PGA tournament, right? Like any kind of tournament. Oh Jesus, I need this guy. If he holds this, um, the and they have weak ass names. It's like junior high. It's like I looked at it once. Like the, the, the I know aces, nothing about it. I never watched it. The I know aces, nothing about the it. Jolly Rogers. It's 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 brutal names too. And and I don't really know exactly how that works. But li- from what I read, the the live people think that they are able going to have these teams and they're actually going to be able to sell them like a franchise. Right. So now you got like, so now Brentland Risky owns the, the Rory McElroy lit, uh, led, uh, Jolly Rancher rum smackers. Right. Not a bad it's, name. Well, thanks. If you're going to be Irish, you has to be booze in it someplace. Like you, you, and the thing that Liv got, it's I I don't get it. Like the uh, the shotgun starts and different tees, and they all finish at the same time. La da da. Golf is a dance, right? And like everybody knows the 18th hole at, at Augusta. Everybody knows the the, the island green at, uh, at the the the. the uh, oh fuck! It doesn't much matter. But you know what I'm talking about. Everybody knows the Pebble Beach hole, like this hole, that that hole, that hole. And Liv goes, well, let's all start at the same time. We'll be done in three hours, and that's it. That's not how golf works. And it's especially it, if someone gets on a heater on the last round, and, right? And, so they're, and, and so they're that's, ending holes. And, and that's 16. what disappointed me. All these fucking guys forever and ever. Golf is such a tradition. It's a tra- tradition. Don't drive on the green. Don't do this. Don't do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. All these high and mighty fucking golf nerds. And then all of a sudden, well, but if you give us $200 million, $200 billion, that's it. It doesn't much matter anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's actually disgusting. It, it's, it's disgusting. It's money talks and bullshit walks. Everybody has a price, and the PGA has shown us that in in spades, right? And it's not like they were hurting for money, but that's you know there was an opportunity to make more money, and that's that's. But the PGA you know, tour, like whoever's giving, that's not going to the players. Well, and that's the thing too. Like I could go on and on. The PGA tour is the only sport where you have to win to get paid outside sponsorships. Outside sponsorships. 
the PGA but if you don't win, fucked. you don't get paid. Yep, they can right get fucked because they're making hand money hand over fist. And then once Liv started and they started blasting everybody, and Phil had his, uh, you and I had talked about it a year and a bit ago, where Phil um, basically got kicked out of the PGA and he was forced to sign with Liv for his disparaging remarks that he made. Um, but after Liv formed, PGA managed to find a whole shit ton more prize money for these guys. Where was that money before Liv? Right. You know, someone's making money and, and, and who is it? And, and that's another thing I read, you know, the department of justice is snooping around their books quite a bit. And the fact that the, the, the Saudi uh, sport foundation is bottom is not going to get the U S treasury department off their ass. So they're going to be looking a lot at seeing where all this fucking money goes. Cause those players got to be curious. Someone's making money. And, and, it op- and it opened up a can of worms now, like, what the fuck's going on here? And Mac- I, I, and I think McElroy's the kind of guy, he's a, he's a uh, feisty, feisty, Seems like feisty the man individual, of the man yeah. of the people. He like, like Brent and Dave are with the 1420 podcast here. I think McElroy, he'll, he'll dig his heels in and he'll go, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to find out what's going on because you know what? I'm, I'm the face of, of the PGA tour right now. And, uh, I got fucked out of $500 million and that motherfucker has a gall to go and say what he, he said. I can't, I, I can't believe it. I couldn't this believe is, it. I, I couldn't believe it either. Um, this is what I would like to see. I would like to see some of the PGA guys that carried water and, and gotten fights with the live and got in front of the microphone, specifically Rory, because he was the, the face of it. I would like them to say, well, okay, well, this is what we want now. You know, if you have your PGA touring card, we want a stipend. Everybody on a tour, whether you're Tiger Woods or the guy that missed four cuts in a row um, who just got here, everybody gets, a, everybody, everybody gets a hundred thousand dollars a year without uh, like, we don't, uh, we get a hundred thousand dollars. Like everybody gets a car and I would imagine lodging or, or, but whatever, a hundred K a year just to cover expenses because those guys trying to break into the tour and, you know, making that cut, you, you don't make cuts. You don't get paid. Don't get paid. That's ridiculous because you know, every, every, every other professional sport, well, I won't say every Cause, other, cause you know, every, every team, cause you know sport, who gets paid CBS gets paid. You know, and you know, in hockey, if you're playing in the East Coast League, you're getting paid. If you're playing in the AHL, you're getting paid. You're not in the bigs, but you're getting paid. Those other guys, the guys that are, are making cuts, they're not getting paid. And they've sacrificed so fucking much to try and make the tour. You get the tour, you get to the tour, it's it's the best and worst day of your life. Because if I can't make cuts here, you can dominate the I'm the, back the, the cor- corn fairy tour, the, the Hooters corn tour, fairy it might tour. be whatever right you know you dominate that but until you can even make you make two cuts a year and then you're fine i think if you have your pga card you should get a stipend i I just made up that number 100k a year and then so now you can um now now you don't have to shit your pants over a four foot putt to make the cut every fucking friday would you uh dave and robes if you were roy mcelroy would you just say i'm good I would no, I would not. I would do everything I can to make life uh, as unbearable as possible for that Monahan cat. I would have people calling for his head. I would be on Twitter all the time, or what Instagram, Facebook, 
whatever. This is where he lied to me on this day. I would publish text. I would make his life fucking miserable. This is what he said to me on this day. This just, is the script he asked me to read. To a man, David, not one player had any idea that this was happening. That's that's what I read. They found out, you know, and it, and it's uh, once again the same podcast I, I listened to. Um, the news broke, and all the players, well, not all of them, a, a good chunk of the players are in Toronto for the Canadian Open right now, yeah. and they all found out. And that um, that Netflix golf thing uh, reality show yeah. um, where with Brooks, the cameras are there. So when this comes out next year, the next season of this Netflix thing. I am for sure watching that because yeah. they're going to have raw footage of players finding out on Twitter. Like uh, one of the players was like, uh, like, have you heard the news? What news? He goes, holy shit. And then he forwarded him the news. Like players were finding out by word of mouth, yeah. how, how secretive and dirty this looks. It's the fact it's... that nothing was above board anywhere, anytime. And and the people that they had, the PGA had, carrying their water and getting in front of cameras and picking fights for them, you didn't even have the goddamn decency to let them know with a phone call? That's disgusting. You know, and like I said, I could care less what goes on. It, does, it doesn't much matter. Cause you, you, if, if, if I'm, I'm not a social justice warrior by any means because if I if you, you go on a deep dive, the NBA guys and Nike guys, there's fucking child labor and there's this and that and everything else. So 9-11 was a horrible situation, obviously. But the thing, the thing that, uh, that bothers me about it is that this Monaghan guy actually brought up 9-11. Right. Mm -hmm. And he brought up the Saudis being awful people. And uh, yes, there, there's problems in China with Nikes in China and everything else. But I think you know what I'm getting at. So for, the, for this Monaghan guy to bring up one thing and then do the complete opposite, that's where it looks bad. That's where it's dirty. Like the National Hockey League, there's, there's obviously things going on, but bad. There in in, in uh, the Major League Baseball, there's things that are bad. But I don't care. I just want to wa watch the sport. But for this, but for this Monaghan guy to talk about the other side of his mouth as he did, it's a bad look. It's a really bad look for, for, for the people. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, he's the one that brought up 9-11. He's the one yeah, that brought no one up else that. He did. He's the one, he's the one that brought up the. And the, he's the one that made the contract. The, yeah, the Khashoggi, the, the American journalist, the murdered and dismembered by the Saudi government. He's the one that brought that up. And how could we I ever would, go into this? You and I would that? never have known that. Yep. Well, I do. You, you may have. I wouldn't have. I, I don't. I, 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 try, I, try, I try to. I try, I try to stray away from dismembering and death and despair in my daily viewing pleasures. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's crazy. It's but yeah, crazy to use those, he's the one that brought it up. And how can we ever uh, take this money to? They they call it sport washing. Is the 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 phrase they're using because the Saudis are doing it with golf and formula one racing as well. Um, you brought it up brother. And you're the one that says like, how can we ever uh, forgive this? Now we know because you get $3 billion. Apparently is around the number we can forget such crimes. It's uh, what's uh, crazy is it not in a week and a half, like I said earlier on, none is going to matter because somebody else is going to do something stupid and there'll be another another headline. So all the talking heads like me and you are right now, it, it's not going to matter. It's not. 
No, and, and it's you know it's, they're, they're they're not going to get rid of the, the contracts because Dave and Brent are talking about it on a Thursday night, or because Stephen A. Smith is saying something, or because this guy's saying something, or because Colin Cowherd's saying something. Um, it's not going to matter. These 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 rich guys they they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, and you know I I get it that it's a shit ton of money. I would really like them when they say grow the game so let's grow the game right let's 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 give everybody a stipend on uh on the you you have your tour card you get x number of dollars to live right um and then like the the corn fairy tour so once again like all like here's your gas money here's this like let's 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 make these guys Let's give them a livable wage. Like some of those put, fuckers are living in their fucking car, driving 500 miles. Put a golf week. clubs at at, at uh, the local goat ranch. That, that put put do do something with the, with, with all this money. Yeah, do something to grow the game. Because golf's expensive. It's, oh yeah, it's not cheap, right? Yeah, and 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 it's not and it's not just a Saudi thing. Golf's not cheap. Like all these people who fucking are going to be pissing and moaning for the, this week. Are, are all millionaires, billionaires. You walk into a country club and they're all a bunch of fucking guys drinking cognac for fuck's sakes on a Tuesday afternoon. Put something back into it because complaining about uh, the the uh, the live tour. Because you know what? You ain't changing that. And you know, and every, every name we mentioned of the players in the live tour or the PGA, they got enough money for generations already. Like, so, like, I'm not feeling sorry for them. Uh, on account of their bank, I, I don't feel something. sorry for Roy McIlroy because he's fine. He's fine. He's not eating fucking Campbell's fucking tomato soup tomorrow morning. Yeah, but no one likes getting jizzed on, and he got jizzed. On. He got fucking eaten alive for five hundred sheets. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, like, what, what's kind of odd? Actually, we'll get off this, and we've gone a little long here. But what's kind of crazy is that the uh, the big cat himself, Tiger Woods has been silent. He got offered $800 million. That would have taken care of what he lost to the uh, the ex-wife. $800 million bucks to play in like eight or nine events. And he Knowing said, no. he was a damaged product, right? And, and they like, said, here's 800 sheets. And he said, he said nah, I'm with the PGA Tour. And, and then the PGA Tour toted him out there in a couple of events, asked him to fucking do this, do that, to help the tour out, to, 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 to push live away. $800 million for a guy who built the PGA Tour back in 1997 when the PGA Tour was okay, but the, none of these guys were making money like they are today if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. And that's what? fact. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like he he got a lot of money coming into golf, and and Nike and sponsors and on and on it went. There would be bet. no Nike golf without Tiger Woods. Eyeballs, TV contracts, right? It was huge. And it, 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 it it's massive. And Mercedes and, and this and that and and Tiger hasn't said a thing yet. I, I'm wondering if he if eventually he will because like no matter how much money Tiger has, eight hundred million is still eight hundred million. To play four rounds is all all they're asking. <laughs> to show up and 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 Mister playing some tournament. Could you tournament imagine race? the trouble he could have got into with that li- on those live jets with the talent that they would supply him? There you go. Holy, no, it's, it's, if he was a younger man, but nonetheless, it's 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 
it is what it is. And, and we're just people that are going to end up watching golf. It's, it's a story. It's something to talk about. It kind of makes me think, you know, when uh, Kobe Bryant got into his trouble in Colorado, um, his wife was going to divorce him and he bought her like that $1.4 million ring. Like this is now like what kind of ring does Jay Monahan buy Rory to say, I'm sorry. Nothing. Cause I just, I just fucked somebody else when I told you I was rattered out with you. million. <laughs> like that's the only thing you owe me $500 million. The other thing I thought about I, too, is I, that I'm not Blake- teeing off again for the PGA tour until there's an E transfer in my account tomorrow morning for $500 million. It's that simple. Did, did you ever see the movie Glengarry Glen Ross? Do you know what I'm no. talking about? Oh, okay. Well, there's a scene in it where uh, their real estate salesman in the office got robbed and uh, Kevin Spacey was the office manager and Al Pacino was the top salesman. And this sale would have put him over the top and he would have won a, a Cadillac. And then he comes in and then uh, was robbed. And the one guy who Pacino made that sale to is like, I, I changed my mind. I, I, I need that check back. And like, don't worry about it. And he goes, I cashed the check. <gasps> you cashed the check. My wife's going to kill me. And he left. And then Pacino turns to Spacey. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> you fucking child. You owe me a Cadillac. You owe me a, oh, sorry. Sorry, Tony. No, don't say sorry. You owe me a fucking Cadillac. So that's yeah. what, that's, um, that's McElroy to Monaghan. You owe me $500 million. Not I now, right now. Every, I did everything and, I, that was asked of me. And you, I went above and, and, and beyond. That guy you signed the contract with on Monday night, Tuesday morning, you know his number. Tell him right now I need an e-transfer in my account tomorrow morning for $500 million. I don't care. Otherwise, I'm signs, not playing. I don't care who signs the check. I don't care if it's in rupees. I don't care if it's in yen. I don't care if it's in pounds. I don't care if it's in euros. $500 million. Bring, bring two, bring, bring a, 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 a super B of fucking loonies. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. You, you owe me 500 million. 500 million. Because that would take care. I, I'm fine. But that would take care of my kids, 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 kids. And, 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 and obviously, and, and obviously your kids are taken care of because you made that deal without, without us knowing. It's yeah. awful. It's it's over. It's crazy. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for Beaver Sports talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app today to save yourself twenty bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. There's going to be a game six in uh, Las Vegas, so there you go. Use your twenty bucks right there. Game five. There's going to be a game five in Vegas. It's two one. Yeah, Florida won tonight. I actually I actually watched overtime. overtime tonight. Yeah. I had it on. I was good. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead? Or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app.
1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beer Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420 SCAPED at Manscaped.com to make your uh, make your uh, privates look a little bit better for that speedo during the uh, summer season. Dave, it's uh, it's crazy right now in Major League Baseball. The uh, There's a lot of teams right now that are in the hunt that don't spend a lot of money. And there's a lot of teams that spend a lot of money that uh, aren't in the hunt. Do you think at some point we might see a situation where a lot of owners might go, you know what? I'm not spending that much money anymore. Huh. It, it, it makes you wonder because while well, we've talked about it in many episodes, how the Tampa Bay Rays are able to do it on the shoestring budget. Um, if I was one of these big time owners, I would uh, sell my team and buy two teams in the central division because, you know, you can have <laughs> the, the, the twins or the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals are probably the biggest one. The central division in both American and national teams Awful. are terrible compared to the West and the East. So why not buy, if winning's important to you, buy one of these franchises. And then, and then try and do it on a budget because you don't need to, you don't, you don't need to win a hundred games. All you have to do is, is like be five games over 500. It's 84, weird. 85. So I got to do that's, that's yeah. it to, to make the playoffs nowadays. And you, you look at a team like the, uh, you got the Miami Marlins, you got the uh, Pittsburgh pirates. You have the, Oh geez. We could go on down the list. The Arizona diamondbacks, the, the, the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles that are just, on and on and on and they win games and they, they spend less than a hundred million dollars or, or, or otherwise known as two pitchers for the Mets. Like you got to think like what's going on here? Like why they're, they're eventually an ownership has to go. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Cause like we talked last segment with the, the live golf thing, it all comes down to money. And so you, you, you got to think like, what the fuck am I spending all this money for? I, I completely agree. Like it's it's where you spend your money, and then if you if it's winning's the thing, I get it. The Bo Sox and Yankees and Dodgers are the three probably the three most valuable franchises. But the to win those, the two, big, but yeah, yeah, but the, the the money you have to spend to be competitive competitive in those divisions, fuck that. Buy the Royals. And or buy the pirates. The pirates have a great barn, and they happen to be doing kind of decent right now. So I'm not going to shit on them too they're much. They're second. They're second division right now. They're having. A, they're having a season. Why not? Uh, well, I, and when we say they're having a season, I just pulled out the standings. They're four games worse than the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays are a game out of uh, the playoffs, as sort of as a wild card, where the Pirates were are in the wild card. It's. It, it, the competitive imbalance, and like, and that's the one thing I'm glad. Being a bit of a baseball traditionalist, that this year it is actually a balanced schedule, so everybody gets to play everybody. You're not playing 19; you're playing 14 in division. Like, I, yeah, you know, and I like that. And then, like, so, like, so instead of division versus division, so like the American League East gets to play the the National League Central, whereas the 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 AL Central has to play. Um, the NL West, like with the Dodgers and, and and Padres and Giants who are decent, right? That's a lot tougher than mowing through Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. It, it, it clearly is. 
So that's one thing I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad there's a bit of more of a competitive balance and that everybody is playing the, the same schedule. So I, I think those teams like the Pirates that that are a feel-good story, and I, I kind of want them to do okay, but I don't because they don't want to spend money on their players. But it's always nice to see a... A historic I, franchise do good. I like. I personally think you're you're going to get to a point, and it's going to come soon, uh, and sooner rather than later. Yeah, you'll have two or three teams who are going to spend uh, obscene amounts of money on players and, and free agents and everything else. But I think you're going to get to a point where there's going to be twenty, twenty six, twenty seven teams, and be like. Look or look over their shoulder at their winter meetings in uh, Dunedin, Florida, or where they might be, and say, you know what, we're not paying that guy that much we're not doing this that much we're not I, like i have a i sorry, think I, I think that, 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 that that's going to come sooner rather than later where the play owners are going to be because once again it's a business and owners want to make money and they're in the, the yankees are the worst that we we're, we're trying to build champion win a championship championships whatever it might be you, it, it's hard to win a championship. It's hard. And to spend money year in, year out and not win, it's ridiculous. Because I, I, I don't think there's many teams going into this Major League Baseball season that said, we have a chance of winning. Four, five teams, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it's. Well, uh, you know, and that's a question I, I would like to pose to you. What ownership group? When they when they when they spend and look at the plans, what ownership group let's let's win? Who wants to win? What ownership group wants to win? They all want to win, but like it's focused but, on but, winning. But but deep down inside, do they do they yeah. think they're think think, think yeah. they're gonna win? I are, think are, I think you'll you'll have the the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets this year. With do you the, think the, the Yankees? I don't know if I'd put the Yankees on that list. They're content making money. I don't think they want to win. You're right, 100%. Um, they want to win, but winning uh, third and dairy. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. Winning would be cool, but we'd it's, rather... It, it's yeah. third and dairy. Yeah, third and dairy. Fill, fill, fill in the building and merchandising and marketing and everything else is probably... Correct. Bigger yeah. than, than winning. So they're third and dairy. Uh, the... The Dodgers, the Astros, maybe the Rangers this year because they, they put a lot of money out there. They want a new manager, I mean, Bruce Bochy, who's a, won one World Series with the, with the Giants. Uh, the I don't think the Jays are like we want to like they they want to win, but I don't I think the like they're they're not committed financially to they're not really, committed to yeah. winning. Uh, there might be. I would say, and then I'll add to that. Maybe list. Philadelphia, but then Philly they're, they're having a horseshit season because they went and got the, Trey Turner and everything else, and and they went to the World Series last year. But they're, the Braves, the, the Braves are right there. There's five teams right now. If you look back, if you if you sat on January first and had uh, New Year's uh, Day dinner with, with those five owners, they would say, "Yeah, we want to win. We have a chance of winning." We're the, committed to winning financially. The other, the, yep. the other twenty-five, probably not. I, I, which isn't to say one of those five isn't going to win, but I think those, those, those five franchises are the ones that 
are in it to win it and we we really want to win it and we're trying as hard as we can to win it everybody else like which, which lends you like so why you even own this fucking team right because they're Just, making money because you're making money and and it's fun Man, to like, baseball all team. of a sudden we we i think we've kind of uh busted open the bubble here dave i think I, but but the thing is what shitty is i mean i love sports i love watching baseball i love watching hockey i love i love it all but i think in the last uh since we started doing this stupid show two and a half years ago whatever it's been we've kind of busted open a little bit that uh the owners they don't give a fuck they don't care they, some, they really yes don't. some do though right some do and and you know in in a sport no like- but dave i i don't think any of them do because it's a country club ownership thing right i have this i have this it's another own like let's just say that well that cat that owns the mats cares he wants to bring a title back to new york but but he would never have done it if he wouldn't have been like look what i have right like it's, I don't know. Well, These owners don't give a fuck. I, it's a I, business. Maybe I, the, I, the Mets guy might be the only one who actually cares. Steve right. Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Cohen. I, I, the rest of them, it's a business, man. It's, it, it's, it's, look at this trophy. I might get in my mantle. I'm going to be the first guy to, to get the trophy when, when the, uh, when Jim Nance is giving it out, the Super Bowl or whatever it might be. <laughs> right. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a little disheartening to to see that the owners they it's, it's such a business and I hate I hate talking about it because I I like baseball and I like hockey and everything else but it's it's such it's so disheartening to see that, that what money has it's actually disheartening to hear how much more money is talked about. It robs the sport. All sports. It, it takes no, no, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a bit of the joy away. It, it for sure does. And you know, look at me. Like I, I, I piss and moan about the Lethbridge Bulls, but it's right there. It's affordable. I can afford it, but I don't go because it's not a fun experience. You know, some baseball is better than no baseball, and so maybe I should look in the mirror a little bit here and 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 just say, yeah. "Suck it up, Buttercup," and and don't buy the beer, but you know, just. Just, just go to watch. Even yeah. though, even though they, to put some bitter feelings aside, even though I don't like the ownership, like it's it's this or or watch my thirteen year old son play, which is fine, and I love it. You know, watching yeah. your kid play sports, but he's he's not a young man. He's he's thirteen, and you go, don't get to see the same kind of level of play as you do at the, even at the Lethbridge Bulls level. So, yeah, you just it's 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 crazy to see the how how much money has uh, just changed things. Like like in in, in our lifetime, and maybe that that's just because we've uh, we were we 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 uh, read more. I guess is what it is. We just uh, and 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 more aware of what's going on because like 20, 30 years ago, we we're like ah, oh, that guy's making eight. Well, that's the thing. Guys were making eight grand back then. Right, guys were making yeah. eight grand back then. Guys were making eight hundred grand back then, and whatever it might have been. It's just, it's uh, how these players have become pawns in a in a rich man's game. 
it's it's just disheartening like i i don't care like i it's it's disheartening to an extent that you don't get to um just watch the game without thinking about money yeah and it, but it's tough but you know you do like to see a team like texas take a big swing right and, and like it, it's three years ago it was the padres signing everybody and last summer excuse me it was the the rangers in excuse me last offseason <laughs> you know that fucking they take the big swings and then it's like jesus christ you paid that much for the grom how many innings is, is he going to pitch this year oh. and now we know what like what did he pitch 90 innings I think he appeared in nine games or ten games, whatever it might have been. Like just a uh, disaster. Like, and, God, but you, but you go for it, right? And it's one of those things. Uh, Dave, if you were an owner, put put on the uh, put away your 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 delivery company hat for for a second. And if you were gifted Saudi money, do you go for it year one or do you ease into it? Oh, I buy. I buy a team I, that the, the 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 market is going to love me forever. So I might buy Cleveland. I might buy. I might buy the. I might buy the Royals because I kind of like that team that won. And so I'll buy one of those guys. 15, and, yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to the GM meetings, and I'm going to steal the phone of the Tampa Bay management, and I'm going to find who does their analytics. I'm going to say, how much are these guys paying you? I'll double, I'll double it. it. I'll double it. You guys come work for me. And then, you know, we're not, we're not, I don't want to win it next year. I want to win it in four years, five years, six years, seven years. And then every third year from here to the end of baseball. And, and I think with, uh, with the, with the proper financial support, I don't, I don't understand how that analytic department can't win 10 world series in in 15 years with a with a 30 million dollar picture here and there and i know what you're saying yeah whatever like just tell us who we got tell me who we got to resign tell like and clearly all- their developmental program is is ridiculous because they've been doing this for 10 goddamn years and they're always there they're always See, there and, that, and dave that's why i think that steve Cohen with the mets i'm, I'm obviously like Fucking who the fuck am I? 1420 podcast, four beers first talking a whole lot more. Who the fuck am I to say Steve Cohn went about things wrong? But Steve Cohn, he's a he's a fanboy. He's like the the guy for the Oilers. Uh, what's his name? Cast Daryl Katz. Yeah. Same, same kind of deal. I love the team. I, I'm rich. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to put a new stadium, blah, blah, blah. Katz and Cohn are the same guy. You ain't going to win fuck all being, being a fanboy. You aren't. No. Okay. But, okay. But, like, uh, Boss, we're out of money. What do you mean we're out of money? I, I'll sign anyone. No, like the salary cap. You know, in baseball, you're not even constrained by that. And you know what? Like if you if you if you poach that entire Tampa Bay analytics department, I think you could do it on a on a on a modest budget, even yeah. though I'm willing to spend as much as it takes, right? Yeah, because eventually you need to have a, a team mentality, like baseball's individual skills to make it work. But there's a team mentality going to war every day, playing playing hard every day, and uh, just throwing money at things doesn't work all the time. It it, it doesn't. It, it rarely works. 
to pick on your Yankees, Steinbrenner couldn't do it, right? Like that's that was his thing until he decided to step back a little bit, and then they had their core four that they they actually drafted, and then they could augment with free agent signings instead of trying to build with free agent signings. The Yankees were successful in early or late nineties, early two thousands with draft picks, with the guys on my shoulder. Yep. And then when when Steinbrenner said just money, 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 get this guy, that guy, they never won. They never won. So all those years when people talk about all, all those signs, they're buying they're, they're buying World Series. Well, that's not exactly true. Right. So it, it's you, you gotta get guys like in my, in my like in hockey and minor league guys, and you, you get guys who come in and out, and it's I I don't I I think that you're going to see a change. I really I really do. You're going to see a change in ownership groups saying we don't need to spend $300 million on a baseball team. We don't need to spend um, $70 million on a hockey team. We have these guys who can make it, make it work. I, I, re- I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then if you can drop them, develop them, um, even, you know, bring them up through the minors together. If you have four, yeah. if you have be three a team. to six, be a team. Yeah. Yep. And then these guys all like come up, they don't even have to all come up at the same year, but like once, everybody makes their progression onto the big league club. They're, they're already leaders because they've been bleeding for the organization already for three yeah. years. No, right. 100%. And now they're here and then now they're succeeding. And now people are feeding off them, the fans, because they are the homegrown products. This is the franchise doing it right. And, and they become leaders, not, even as individuals, but as, as a three, four people, you know, and that's why the Jays are, are probably at a bit of a, a precipice in there in, in what's going to happen to this franchise for the next four or five years, because you have Bichette and Vlad and well, Manoa was with them too, but who knows what's going to happen with them. And I don't know. how. I, th- I think he's on his way out. Well, he, he at Carolina Coastal or something like that. Like they, they demoted the floor, him. The Florida Complex League, actually. Well, well what is that? It's but nonetheless, good. figure it out. Like I said, here's your bottle of tequila, and and a and a pound of mushrooms. Do what you got to do. Maybe he's out. going to Twister. It, it ain't going to make him pitch worse, right? <laughs> yeah. So I. <laughs> I, I wish him the best, and this this gives me no joy. But figure it out. But you know the Jays are at that thing because they have they have three, four, but uh, specifically, um, Bichette and Vlad, and who is that other minor leaguer uh, the that came up with them? There's one. Oh, more. he's terrible. He's not. Yeah, there. he's awful now. Um, Bagwell. Uh, no, uh, it, it was a big leaguer's kid, though. Yeah, not important. Uh, are you gonna all, all sorts of B? Yeah, it does. Bobachet, Vlad Guerrero, and Biggio, Craig Biggio. That's it terrible. was Biggio, Craig like, Biggio's kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had a hell of a rookie year, and, and just and then just and just whatever. So it's building culture and, and depending on, on, on what your motives are as an owner, if you're going to be cost effective or how much is it worth to you to keep all this talent around and, uh, and, and make a run at 
five to 10 road series, which I think Tampa Bay's uh, analytic department can do. And to equate it to another sport, I'm going to give Stevie Eiserman all the credit for what he did with Tampa Bay, right? He said they were licking the jar before he left. Yeah. He laughed and then they won 2.5 without him. I'm still sticking that 2.5 Stanley Cup, say whatever, or 2.5 finals, I guess. You know, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's just uh, it's 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 it, winning's hard, and I I I think that we talked about earlier that uh, when guys sit down in their winter meetings and or, or summer meetings, there has to be a like they look around the room and goes, we're not winning this year. Right, like 26 teams in the National Hockey League and 28 teams in the National Football League and 30 teams in, in, in Major League Baseball, not 30, but 25 say, yeah, we're not winning. Right? I, I, am I wrong on that? No. It, well, you are because, you know, everything I hear about the Flames management and, and ownership, sorry, it's like we're not, we're not rebuilding, we're retooling, we're retooling. What the fuck are you retooling? You're retooling to to do shitty again? So like what the fuck? But deep down inside, whoever the assistant GM to Craig Conroy is, I was like, fuck's he talking about? We're not winning. What well, and that, that you know, and when you our have, goalie stinks, this guy stinks, we don't have any goal. When you have ridiculous expectations, prepare to be disappointed, boss. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? These guys are like, oh, I, I, I want to put a competitor out there. I want a chance to win the cup every year. Yeah. Well, you know what? It ain't going to happen. You know, and sometimes speaking truth to power is maybe gets guys fired. And, and, and sometimes it leads to mediocrity. And so what do you want to do? Do you want to be mediocre or, or do you want to uh, have some intellectual honesty and take a, a, a step back and see what we got to do to improve this franchise if we want to win. Because if we want to win, this is what it's going to take. If we want to make a couple bucks, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot more for the Calgary Flames to win Stanley Cup. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, for beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped at manscaped.com. Use promo code. 1420 escaped at manscaped.com today and get that bush trim for your speedo season this uh summer well, boat season's coming right boating season yeah water you, skiing season do you uh do you wear speedo dave never have never. you ever ever had one um i did once westminster uh, pool or whatever it was no no i i've never won worn one in lethbridge alberta I was someplace and uh, in the winter and forgot my trunks. I don't know why I was on the road. So, yeah, the, the only trunks that were available that we could find in whatever. I don't even know if I was uh, mature enough to to use a Manscaped product at that time. I don't, honestly don't know if I had pubes, but I hated that thing. I wore it, went in the pool, and that was it i never wore it again that was uh, this in the segment a second that was always awkward when you were uh grade six seven when you were pre-puberty and the guys had puberty and everything that was an awkward moment in life yeah and it was I don't an know, awkward moment in life i don't know if kids do kids it sounds goofy like do they get naked in the locker room anymore like we're not we're not being weird i'm just saying like when i was a kid playing hockey or anything else and showering and i didn't have pubic hair and then it was it was awkward 
Oh yeah. Like I remember being in junior high showering after games and stuff and I was in grade seven and there was grade niners and there was a difference in maturity <laughs> levels of our bodies. The 1420 Sports <laughs> Bar Podcast, Sports talking a whole lot more. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, for Beer Sports Talk, and a whole lot more, uh, part of the Belly Up Network and the Belly Up uh, Media uh, group of shows. Dave, uh, I got a few would-you-rathers tonight, championship seasons. Are you ready to go? I'm always ready to go when I got questions like this coming up. Would you rather be on the 2016 Chicago Cubs or the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks? Um, who that's a good one. Uh, both ended long streaks of misery. Um, that Cubs team did it in a bit of a magical way. Um, the nation had their back. Hockey doesn't really have the same kind of fandom that baseball does or the hundred year losing streak or whatever it was. It was a lot of years. Yeah. But still, I'm going to say I, I, I appreciated the greatness of that Blackhawk team. So I'm going to say the Chicago Blackhawks. That team was really good. Like uh, get rid of all the the BS happened after the fact and during and whatever else. But mm-hmm. Patrick Kane was really good, entertaining to watch. The Madhouse on Madison, that 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 Blackhawks actually was some balls. But that 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 World Series, one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. It was good. You know what? It's one of the things I I think about. It's so hilarious. I think about when they're in the when the Cubs. It was Game Seven, and someone hit a home run. It was Cleveland they were playing. Correct. Yeah. 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 And Cleveland hit a home run. I want to say in the eighth inning off a off a of Chapman, and there was two oh. there was two Cub fans like standing on the corner of the balcony, and as the ball went over the one guy, like it looked to be about a 60, 65 year old man, yeah. just took off his hair, hat, put his hand in his in his. We're palm. doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, please don't tell me no. So the, the the drama of that series was awesome. The fact that it went seven games and it went it went to the the ninth or tenth inning. I can't tenth. exactly recall. Yes, that it was it was the 
the World Series was Chris not- Bryant ground ball, <laughs> wet ground, threw the ball to Rizzo at first base, and Rizzo put the put, put the ball in his back pocket. I'll yeah. never forget that. And and then, uh, but just the the fact that they were they were two runs up and they gave up that lead late in the game, and were just oh God, please God, no! I could only imagine the amount of hail marys being said around the Chicago, uh, Greater Chicago area that night. Dave, would you rather be part of the night, uh, the two thousand four uh, Boston Red Sox, or the two thousand eighteen? New England Patriots. Uh Patriots. I just can't stand the Red Sox. I I'm a bit of a, a... no, but like that. I I I I understand, but okay. for, for the nostalgia of it. Oh, okay. So for the nostalgia of it, then I I would for sure take the Bruins because that broke a long streak. The 2018, I believe, was that was their last of six. So it kind of became it became uh, that was the one where they expected. came back against. Uh, Atlanta, I think uh, Atlanta, yes, yeah. yes. So you know, which was historic in its own right, but you know that was, like I said, you're six in in ten, fifteen years, whatever it was. Whereas Boston broke a a long, long hundred long, years, I think it was. long, yeah, with some good guys on it. Um, do I got a party with Tim Thomas? No, I'm talking. I said the the Red Sox. Oh, the, oh, sorry, the Red Sox. Sorry, I was thinking the Bruins and that. Oh, four Red Sox. Oh, yeah, and that was was that the the one where they came back from three zero against yeah. uh, the Yankees? Yeah, for yeah. sure that one. Then I apologize. You said Red, Red Sox, and I was thinking Bruins for whatever reason. One hundred percent that Bru- that uh, Red Sox team. You had some characters there. The, the that's another like breaking a hundred year streak. That's that's something to be said. Uh, even though I didn't go with the Cubs, I'm going to go with the, the breaking the hundred year streak on Boston. Funny enough, Theo Epstein managed both teams, broke 200 years of curses. That's crazy. Like how he is as a, as a 30, as a 40 year old or whatever. Right. He's just 40 now, I think. Yeah. Right. Cause he's, he's uh, a lot closer 40 than we are to 40. Yeah. Without a doubt. Right, that's one, one of those deals. Yeah. That's one smart cookie. Uh, one more, I think. The 1980s Lakers teams uh, with Kareem and Magic and, and the like, or the 1988 Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, Dodgers for sure with Hershiser and Kirk Gibson hitting yeah. that one. I have so much, like, Without a doubt, well, that's that, one of the that, best that moments in baseball history. Yep, could barely walk, and he hit one out to win the game. It was amazing. And Lasorda running out that fat bastard. Yep. You couldn't uh, put a piece right. of paper under, underneath when you're jumping, jumping up and down <laughs> the baseline there. Now to beat the, you know, and and later on in life, I, I developed a bit of a soft spot for the athletics, but they were the bad, big, bad athletics. And I, yeah. and I never, and I never liked them at that time. And so like to, to the, the plucky gritty Dodgers team at, of that time, um, I'm for, I'm taking them all the way. No, that was a great, great world series and Mickey Hatcher catching for the Dodgers and everything else. No, it was fantastic. Uh, Dave, what do you got going on this weekend? What's going to happen? What's, what's going on? Uh, we're going to see how Mother Nature treats us. There's um, there's always something to do, but 
it's it's always uh, nice now that baseball travel baseball is over to actually kick back as a family, maybe do some activities, go for a bike ride, um, something something that doesn't include getting in the car and driving for four hours. That's what I want to do this weekend. How's that sound? That sounds not too bad. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it gets a little bit hectic during baseball season. Anyways, yeah, it's one of those, those good show tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw the problems of the the live tour. They, if they they have any uh, questions, they should give us a call or stroke us a chat. Right, that would be much more better. Oh, I would love you know three billion dollars. What's a hundred grand each? They won't even fucking miss that. I'm not selling for a hundred grand. It's uh, four to five hundred for sure. Okay, well, if, if they come to me and says uh, Brent's holding out for five hundred, how about two fifty? Then I'll, I'll, say, I'll take his half and fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'll text you right away. I go. I'm selling for two fifty. You got ten minutes. Otherwise, I'm signing. There you go. <laughs> the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers. Four talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other more important. Take care of yourself. Keep your stick on the ice. What else, David? And don't swing at high pitches, Jim. There we go. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you guys again on Monday night. See you Monday, everybody. Have a good weekend. Hey, New York, Pennsylvania, guys. It's not from our neck of the woods. Sorry about that smoke. It's bad. But we, we've smelled it. You've heard us talk about it. Holy inside it sucks it's bad out there right now oh forest fire smoke is the worst i don't know if you ever smelt it before people but stay safe stay indoors replace your filters on your air filtration systems have and, a dart and smoke some joints well you know if you're if you're used to smoking you can save a couple of bucks and just go outside for 10 minutes have a hoot have a hoot get out of it but uh be safe sorry not my fault wasn't my butt i can promise you that it was not us wasn't us well we can leave this town pretend that that's a problem we can live without all we can live without and then you tell me some days are right with me I'm always obsessed with what I meant to say And when I try to make sense of it